Hi, guys, and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. That is me. I'm Peyton Sarton. Y'all, I am spending my last couple weeks in Los Angeles just reflecting big time, but also just trying to get my life in order. This weekend, actually, I'm recording this on a Sunday. So this weekend was my last weekend here in LA because the next two weekends will be spent in Cabo for a wedding and then in Oakland to go visit my boyfriend Joe's family uh, for Thanksgiving before him and I move to our new location. So we've spent this last week just like getting our lives together. I'm trying to get my furniture prepped. I'm trying to book my movers to move. Uh, and it's been really interesting to see you guys guessing where we're moving for the next couple of months on Instagram. Some of you got it right, actually. The majority of you guessed actually the wrong place. So I'll share that with you guys uh, coming up here on Sunday. I'm going to do a big YouTube where we're moving reveal. So it's just big, huge, huge changes coming, and I'm really excited. I will say, as many of you guys know, uh, we will be living in Washington, D.C. for half of the year, starting in like April and through October, because Joe plays baseball there, as many of you guys know. So we will be moving somewhere for his off season, which is like October through like April or so. Uh, and that location I got to choose, like I've said before, so going to be doing a reveal for that on YouTube this coming Sunday. So make sure you guys are subscribed or you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Peyton Sarton and I'll just link to that when the time comes. It's been a really bittersweet week. I actually just recorded what well, if y'all are listening to this, the video will be up um, a YouTube video doing my favorite things in Los Angeles or a lot of my favorite things in Los Angeles before I leave because over the course of the last five and a half years living here, I've definitely like, I definitely have my classic spots. So I'm showing you guys that in that video. And if you guys are coming to Los Angeles, visiting, whatever, I think that's a good resource for you. Also, I will be creating like a Los Angeles guide that will have more places on it. Uh, obviously, I couldn't do every single thing I wanted to do in that video because uh, I do have to like work during the week too. I can't just like, you know, go balls to the wall and do whatever I want. But that guide will be more inclusive and I will definitely um, be adding that to my website. Anyways, that's all to come. I'm working on a website. There's lots of lots of things, lots of moving parts going on right now, especially leading into the end of this year and the beginning of 2022. I am so excited for just the months to come, not only because I'm moving and stuff, but also just like, I don't know, I love the holidays. They're so cozy and so happy and I'll be able to actually like celebrate and like do very holiday things this year because of like where we're moving. So that'll be nice. I discussed more in last week's podcast episode, like why I'm leaving Los Angeles and kind of what the plan is for that. And then also some tips on moving here and just some things I've picked up along the way in my last five and a half years. Again, I cannot say enough. I feel so grateful to have spent a large part of my 20s here in LA. It's just a really exciting place to live and it's given me a lot. It's also really challenged me and made me feel the best I've ever felt and the worst I've ever felt. I mean, it's just been a very, very wild ride that I would not trade for the world. I cannot emphasize that enough because I feel like people leave LA and then they talk shit on LA and I really don't feel that way about it. I just feel like you kind of, you get what you, you know, put out. So 
if you're going to be a toxic person and like not be your best self and be insecure and be like all these other things, which is great. Everyone goes through that, which is totally fine to go through that. But you're usually going to attract that. And Los Angeles will just like attract that tenfold for you. You know what I mean? So it really amplifies whatever you are and brings back to you that exact same thing. It's just a mirror. So yeah, I'm excited to take you guys on this transition and I literally cannot wait to tell, tell y'all where we're moving. I think most of you are going to be pretty excited for me, I hope. So we'll see. So before I left and before I leave LA, I wanted to get in a few interviews with people that I just really admire and uh, love either because we're close or because I've followed them for a long time or because I'm very inspired by them. And Delaney, today's guest, is someone I'm very inspired by. Her and I have followed each other's journey on social media for a long time, and we've had the ability to hang out and meet up in person through events and things like that since I've lived in Los Angeles and since she's been here as well. It's been really amazing to watch her grow. She's absolutely a natural at being an influencer and just being a positive influence on the people around her. And it's just amplified through her social media channels. So if you guys do not already follow Delaney, you definitely need to be following her on Instagram. Her stories are so helpful and informative and positive. And she really is just a light on social media, which I do find to be pretty rare for someone to be so consistently just like, I don't know, inspiring all the time. I'm really lucky to call her a friend and I'm so happy to have witnessed her journey thus far. And I cannot wait to see where she goes in the future. So without further ado, let's talk to Delaney Childs. All right, guys. So I am sitting here with Delaney in her beautiful home at her dining table. We're just chatting, catching up. We haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic gets in there and then you're yeah. just like, oh, a couple years. A couple years, <laughs> dude. And I haven't seen you since you moved to this place. No, like I've for just sure. followed y'all's whole home thing like on the internet. I know. Which so. you definitely should. The house is decorated so freaking cute. You'll pay attention to every detail. Thank you. I mean, it takes forever. I feel like I just yeah. moved in here mm-hmm. a couple months ago. It's already been a year and a half or something. I think I'm like, it will just never be finished. Oh, my. A year and a half. Yeah. Oh, my God. And y'all have two bedrooms upstairs, right? Or three. three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's. We're just, you know, busting out the seams for mm-hmm. closet space. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, my God. Living downtown. Let me tell you about closet space. I just had someone come by to pick up my Poshmark. So they're going to do it now, like unrelated to my own Poshmark account. Like it's one of those things like she does it by like kind of third party. Okay. But I had so much stuff in my own apartment and then my roommate has so much stuff also. And then I have an office down the street and I had to go there and it's that place is filled to the brim of clothes, like literally so filled up. It's disastrous. No, it's disastrous. It's crazy, but. You know, we, we do. We got into this because we love clothes, <laughs> I know. right? So here we are. Okay, so I, that's one good way to start. I want you to mini introduce yourself. Where are you from? Kind of how you got started and what you do now, and just give us a little um, summary of that, I guess. Okay, so I'm Delaney, and I am a fashion, beauty, lifestyle. I say blogger because 
I'm just dating myself, I guess. Uh-huh. I mean, I just, I never really use the word influencer. I hate the word influencer, <laughs> so I'll say anything yeah. with that. I'm like content creator. Yeah, I'm like, am I a mom or something now? Yeah. Am I like 55 because mm-hmm. I'm calling myself a vlogger? <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay with that though. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing this for about five years and I'm from Reno, Nevada, which is kind of a small town vibe. Um, and I grew up my whole life loving fashion and... When I graduated college, I didn't have a job lined up with my degree because I studied cultural anthropology, which is pretty specific. Um, And the plan was kind of to go to grad school and get a PhD and all that stuff. That's kind of the route with that. But um, Clayton, my boyfriend, graduated with engineering, so he had a job lined up and I wasn't ready to part ways with him. So I followed him to his job after college and I was like, well, I need to do something with my time. So I've always wanted to start a blog and that's where it all began. And since then, I've literally worked my ass off to make it into something. And um, a couple years down the road, Clayton was actually able to quit his job. And now he works full time with me as well. And we are you know, just people on the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Living your best life. I will say there's one thing I feel like I've been in that space for a while now as well, trying to kind of transition out into more other, like more different things, I guess. I really like YouTube and I like podcasts obviously so much. I will say actively like anyone who I talk to, who mentions you, anyone brings you up, everyone's like, how, you know, I'm going with this. How do they do this? How do they turn out so much content and like actually good content? Like y'all, you're one of the hardest workers I've ever, I've literally ever witnessed from a third party perspective. You know what I mean? Like I'm literally everyone. We're always just like, what? Me and Josie are like, how is that fucking possible? Like literally, how is it possible? <laughs> and her and I work really hard too. So we're totally. just like, but I think Clayton obviously is very, very helpful. He yes. understands your brand. And I think it's really cool that at first you were the one that kind of had to like go where he needed to go for his job. And then now he's the one that's like, all right, well, I'll quit my job because your job is doing so well. Yes. It's definitely like a push and a pull. Yes. No, it definitely, it, it kind of made the whole experience full circle, I would say, because When we moved for his job, um, I wasn't making any money as a blogger because I, you know, you're starting from the literal bottom. You have zero followers, you have zero income, everything. So obviously, Clayton took care of us for the time being while I was actively researching on how to grow, um, how to expand, what I should be doing. I didn't know anything about blogging coming from Reno. And so he was obviously always there for me and there for us in that situation. And then um, when the time came where we realized he was spending so much time, obviously, at a full-time job and we didn't want to live the rest of our lives spending so much time apart because we're really close as a couple. So we made it our goal that he could work with me. So I just worked super hard and he worked super hard alongside me, of course. And um, yeah, eventually it just happened where it was like, okay, I can take care of us now. Like you can come over. Yeah. So good. So it was like returning the favor. And I think it's a really healthy thing for us to have gone through as a couple because it wasn't like he just hopped into the picture after I had followers and this cool job that he could come along to and I didn't just you know follow him along forever either that makes sense that's let's start let's talk about that first actually and your 
your relationship working together? Because a lot of people actually ask that question. Like, what are, well, how long have y'all been together? We've been together for eight years. Okay, so a while. Yeah. And I'm, I was just telling Delaney, I'm hitting a point in my relationship where like, it's so real. And like, we've only been together for a year and a half. And I'm like, whoa. Well, the pandemic speeds everything up. It did speed things up. And his job, whenever I go, like, we haven't dated before, like in the same city, we've never like had the time to like, go on dates and then like, see each other, you know, once a week or twice a week or whatever. We just like are living together for a week and a half or two weeks or whatever. And then we're separate for a month. It's like a vacation almost. It is. It doesn't feel real. So like moving in together, the whole thing is just like, it's becoming real one. And two, instead of it being like a fun thing, like boyfriend that I'm dating now, we're talking about like things in the future and like, you know, buying a house together, doing things like that and like setting up for a future, which is like, just so weird. So I'm literally like everything that goes wrong. I'm like, oh my God, it's it's going to end. Yeah. And it's like, it's so interesting to like be in a relationship actively working through problems, bickering, things like that, because everyone does that. And yeah. I'm sure when you're working together, it's, it's a whole new level of like disagreements and things that you go through, which I can't imagine because I'm, I'm already just like, I'm so sensitive. I've learned like, I'm oh. literally like, if he says one thing that like, seems like he is annoyed with me or something. I'm literally like, oh my God, my feelings are hurt. You can't say that. He's like, oh my God, I didn't. (laughs) It was just a little softy. I'm like, oh my God. I think about it for like 24 hours. But I want to talk to you about not only working together, we'll talk about that in a second, but what are some of your like top relationship tips in general that you've learned for like longevity in a relationship? Okay. So for tips for the relationship to be successful in longevity, I think is Honestly, I always come back to communication because I think it's everything. And I've been in relationships and even um, non-romantic relationships, whether it be with friends or family members or whatever. I just realized if you can't communicate with that person, whether it's your styles of communication or some disconnect that you have or something, you're kind of screwed. You have no foundation, basically. And I've, I've found myself in that position with so many people that we're not able to work through our problems. We're not able to ever get to a deeper level because when something does go wrong and there's tension, we can never really work through it. And especially in past relationships, you know, I've dated, I think it's kind of common in guys and maybe it's because I was younger too and they were younger. Um, It's hard for them to talk about their feelings. It's hard for them to listen to your feelings. It's hard for them, for a lot of people in general, to swallow their pride and apologize for things. So I think just being able to talk anything out is what has been the glue for our relationship because Although we have a good relationship, it's not perfect. Yeah. And we've gone through hard things. We've had rough patches. And um, I'm really proud to say that we've never broken up because every past relationship I had before was, you know, on and off again, which <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah, I thought was looking back, you're like, that's toxic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that is all because whenever something does come up, we can talk it out. And sometimes it takes like, four hours until we finally see eye to eye and you Mm -hmm. feel like the person is really hearing you and understanding you and getting it. Yeah. But just being able to put in that work in that time with the communication, I think is everything to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely realized that too lately when we do have arguments or we, you know, because now this whole layer of moving in together and logistics are not sexy to talk about at all like signing leases are not sexy it's not 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 like a sexy time (laughs) so when we have like 
even like choosing where we were going to move and like really trying to figure that out, we have to lead into arguments or disagreements. Joe doesn't want to call it arguments ever. He wants to say disagreements. We have to lead into it with like reassuring each other that like, hey, I'm willing to stay here and like stick it out. Like neither of us is going to like jump ship, even though that's always my Mm go-to, especially like in relationships at least. Like I never got to a point where I was like, wow, I... I'm actually going to stay and like work this out because it's worth it. Because before I was just kind of like, okay, the first sign of trouble, I'm like, Kate, bye. (laughs) Like, don't need to be here for this. The communication thing is so key. Usually, though, I will say at the beginning of a relationship, especially because he is like we're talking about men sometimes are not great at it. Mm -hmm. He one didn't even realize his own emotions. I'm like, how do you feel about this? And he's like, well, you think this and you think that. And like, I don't know, like, what do you and I'm like, Joe, (laughs) What are your feelings? Mm-hmm. I need you to sit here. He's so worried about being wrong and like mm-hmm. having the wrong feelings and stuff. Would you say that now, after all of this time, do you guys equally bring up things when it comes to like having a disagreement about something or just someone lead more and someone more like kind of follow the leader a little bit? Or what do you think? Yeah, I'd say in general, I just have like the stronger personality. Yeah. So I feel that I probably have more grievances or more mm-hmm. you know I just have more fire in me so some things would like set me off and yeah. it takes a lot to set Clayton off mm-hmm. like he's very unbothered in general okay. um so yeah I mean I have more I bring more of that confrontation I guess um that's how I am yeah but <laughs> Clayton you know, I've learned so much from him and that's what I'm really grateful for. He is really, really good at swallowing his pride mm-hmm. and being really humble and apologizing. And I never really saw someone act like that before him. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gave me permission to do that and realize, oh, he's not weak for doing that. Or yeah, he's yeah. not wrong. Like he doesn't look stupid right now. He looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I look stupid for not being like, wait, I'm sorry. That was wrong. I should yeah, have yeah. said that, you know? I'm so. definitely working on that. That's definitely really good advice because Joe's very similar in that way. At first I was like, is he just like holding in his grievances? And he's like, no, no. I just like, and I'm like, tell me them. And he's like, I, I can't, I'm not going to make up stuff. Like, what do you mean to tell you? I'm like, oh my God, now I feel like an asshole. No, I know. Probably I wanted him to have more grievances because yeah. I'm always like, well, you did this oh. and it means this. I and I'm just telling him how it is. No, I think, I think that's just common because I talk to a bunch of couples about it, whether it's my parents or my friends, mm-hmm. all different ages. Girls tend to have more standards and things that irk them and guys are like well you don't really do anything wrong yeah i'm like well i'm telling you all this stuff you're doing wrong you should give me (laughs) some feedback so i I can be better yes exactly (laughs) they're like i think you're pretty great yeah you're so nice i should be nice like you i think we also read into things more you know what i mean like i'm more like okay well what does he think about this like is this gonna bother him is this gonna you know so i read into his actions and my actions more and he's just like wanting to play video games after he's done with practice. And he's like, what are we going to eat? Like <laughs> my last like, are text, you mad at me? <laughs> right. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, his last text was like, should I get in and out for dinner? And I'm like, um, <laughs> why is it so simple? You know what I mean? It's what's so going simple. On in there? Yeah. <laughs> no idea. It must be nice. Okay. So communication is one. Yeah. What do you think is the next one you would say or a big one? Hmm. Anything you've learned at least or has been challenging for you? I think actually something that is really helpful is 
kind of like understanding yourself and your partner better, whether that be, you know, I I have an interest in the zodiac signs. And so learning more about that has taught me so much about myself, but also a lot about Clayton. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's necessary to do it through that system necessarily, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's like the zodiacs or the Enneagram or, yeah, yeah, or love language is Mm -hmm. obviously um, very insightful. And I think that has been huge for me because as you get older, you realize not everybody is like you. And Mm -hmm. you kind of, for some reason growing up, think that everyone's the same and we're all thinking the same or feeling the same or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you learn more about yourself and each other, you can better explain what you need from your partner and you can also better understand what they need from you. So mm-hmm. especially like love language is huge um, for us because when I figured out mine is physical touch and that means like if I had a bad day, I just want you to hug me. Like, you don't even yeah. have to say anything, but if you just come hug me, I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. And, like, I need Clayton to know that so that he can do that for me. And once he knows that, I can't be mad at him for not hugging me or something. Yeah, because yeah. if I withheld that information, how would he know what yeah, to do? What because, yeah, his love language is words of affirmation. So mm-hmm. he thinks that's how he should give love too. So he says words of affirmation to me, but that doesn't stick for me. So then I'm like, I don't feel loved. And he doesn't want a hug. He wants me to tell him, you know, he's doing so great or whatever it is. So I think just little tools like that are actually really Really helpful. And I I think a lot of people think they're gimmicky or annoying or whatever, Mm -hmm. but if you lean into it, I think it could do a lot for you. I mean, I love the love language thing. Joe and I are big on that one. And because he's, I'm into Zodiac stuff. He kind of is, but he also is a Gemini. And he's like, just like, he's like, I feel like I'm demonized because I'm a right. Gemini. So he's like, I hate Zodiac. He's like, I don't want to learn about it because <laughs> yeah. I'm the worst one. Yeah, he's so. like, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> um, but he, we are love language people to the point where like we have, we each have our top two that we both have to like be aware of Mm -hmm. he claims he has a top three because two of them are of equal importance (laughs) under the first one yeah i'm like that's not how it works but anyways (laughs) in our little system we made up but we do so mine are quality time and acts of service so we talk on facetime like every single night and i make him do like we're not really strangers cards with me if we don't have anything to talk about i'm like go get a card and he's so annoyed (laughs) because it's two hours and usually he's like three or two or three hours ahead of me in time. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, you know, it's one in the morning and I'm like, we need to have a deep discussion about our families. (laughs) He's like, I hate my life. He's putting in the work. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's quality time. So, and so he also does acts of service. So he'll send me like food or something like that. What's Clayton's? That he likes. Oh, physical or uh, words words of of affirmation. affirmation. So you just make sure you're like, yeah. And actively telling him good things. Yes. And, ironically that's really hard for me because I think probably my like worst attribute as a human is that I'm a really critical person Mm -hmm. I'm really hard on myself and it turns into being hard on other people too just because I have really high standards and I'm really ambitious so I I think that I can live up to this crazy amount of doing things and then I put that on other people especially people that I love yeah so I'm really critical because I'm always looking for the best out of people I'm like 
well, you could do better. We could do better. Mm-hmm. So let's do better. And, you know, that's just something that I've had to learn about myself and tweak because it's something that I realize as a fault. I don't pride myself in that. It's something I want to actively work on. Mm-hmm. And then having a partner who thrives with words of affirmation actually makes it kind of a good place to be because it forces me to practice that more. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of rewires me because I'm I'm generally wired to just be like, okay, how can we make this better? Yeah, and instead, same. I'm I'm going to start saying like, but you're doing so good. I'm so proud of you. Like, yeah. you're amazing. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the direction I'm trying to go. In. So I agree. I'm the same. And I feel like when I was younger, I thought ambition was a really wonderful thing. And it is in a lot of ways. But that was shoved down my throat too as a kid with my family because they're very, it's all about excellence. Like everyone needs to be excellent at the various categories that we say are important. And now Joe's helped me with this a little bit too. I see it again as a fault. It's almost like, it's like you're insecure if you're not being ambitious. If you're not filling your time with doing stuff, you're just like, it's like chaos. You're just like, I don't know what to do with myself if I'm not busy and making this better. And I can handle it because I put it on myself, but I realize most people like don't want to be told you know, and they could always they do to, better. Yeah, that we need to do better things all yeah. the time. They're like, Joe's like, I want to sit on the couch. Like, yeah. I want to like relax. And we actually talked about that might be one of our bigger arguments is that, I mean, he already has like a really cool job and he does really well, but he has sustained and like worked hard over a long period of time. He's been playing baseball since he was like six. So like, he just has like an organized way of doing it. He goes to practice when he leaves practice, he's done. Like he's not to do anything else. He just like plays video games. And he's like, I'm scared that you're going to like <laughs> come in with me and be like, we're starting a company <laughs> or something. <laughs> and he's like, I'm excited, but I'm really nervous. But that's something I could definitely learn. And it's nice to hear you say that, like, and the way your thought process has been about it. Because again, I'm behind you in the relationship, like status. So I feel like, and like time being together. So I feel like Joe and I are just starting to go through these things where I'm like, oh shit, like I'm right. this way. And, oh no, I'm this way. Right. Um. I think it's just, I think you just have to look at it as an opportunity of having a partner that brought out something in you that you needed to learn mm-hmm. and work on instead of being like, well, this is just who I am. And if you don't like it, then it's not right for you. It's more about yeah. recognizing, yes, this is who I am, but is that something I love about myself? Is that something I would maybe want to work on about myself? Mm-hmm. Or are you so proud of it that you would sabotage your relationship over your yeah. ambitious standard Sorry. of excellence? Yeah. Like, no, I don't think so. Exactly. Well, I also think getting into a relationship with Joe at 26 was key because from 22 to 24 or 22 to 25, there was no way that I was letting an inkling of my brain like go to any one else yeah. you know what I mean like I I couldn't and also I wasn't making it as much money so I like really I was like in survival mode so mm-hmm. much and I feel like once I met Joe it was like the perfect time where I could though I kind of just like because of routine and pattern I'm still like so like get up in the morning and like there's a million things to do and like let's do 8,000 different things and 8,000 different projects and all these things I'm still like that but I'm just now at a point luckily where I can be like okay I can pass on that or like I could just like not do that. You know right. what I mean? It just it's it's it hit hit me at the right time. But right. I think if I was 24, like you could tell me that and be like, well, you know, like maybe you just want to learn that from someone. I'll be like, dude, I have to pay my rent. Yeah. So I actually can't no. learn that right now. <laughs> no, I think it's either way. I think it's a lifelong thing that people like ourselves will battle mm-hmm. and kind of struggle with being able to 
lighten up or lower your expectations of perfection or ambition or something or just live and be present yeah it's, yeah. it's something we'll probably have to work on forever forever but it's okay we have we have nice boys to help <laughs> yeah. us calm down <laughs> they're a little more relaxed yes okay so you and clayton working together what i mean we talked about things that you've learned from a relationship like how do you work with a significant significant other like what things have you learned in terms of that, is there a lot of like separation of work and then like more leisure? Like, are you guys actively kind of trying to live your life separate from work as well? Like, how do you do all that? Yeah. So the one thing that I will say to be completely honest about working together is Clayton and I never really got in fights before we worked together. Mm -hmm. And literally the only thing we fight about is work. Yeah. So it is hard on your relationship. I wouldn't lie about that. And maybe that's not for everyone, but at mm -hmm. least in my experience it is, but it is worth it just given the payoff of how much time we get to spend together and the lifestyle that we can yeah. live because of working together. So it's worth working through, but it is extremely challenging. And I think um, similarly to what we were just talking about, it's kind of like personality things that come out in work. And because I am such an ambitious person and my standards are so high, that in work is so intensified because, sure. you know, like you were saying, everyone's like, oh, how do you do all that? It seems crazy. It seems impossible. And honestly, it should be like, yeah. it should be illegal because I feel like I'm mm -hmm. going to run myself into the actual <laughs> yeah, ground one day. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm one day I'm going to wake up and be a pile of dust or yeah, something yeah. from trying to do too much. So that just gets really intensified in work because I'm very, it's weird. I'm very like productivity driven. I don't mm -hmm. care that much about money or like status or anything like that. I just am obsessed with the idea of productivity. Mm -hmm. So work has become like my career has become this system of measuring productivity for me that I'm really focused on. And it, like I said, it just gets really intense with my personality and how passionate I am about that in the workspace. And I feel bad for Clayton because mm -hmm. the poor guy sometimes just wants to like watch the football game or mm -hmm. something. And then I'm like, well, I came up with this YouTube video that I want to make today. Yeah, so yeah. can you set up this YouTube set for me to do this? And then can we edit it? And he's just like, what? Why? You didn't have to relax. do one more thing. It's just a Sunday. And I'm like, I know, but it just like it came to me last night and it's a great idea. I just mm -hmm. I really want to do it. And so, yeah, I think um, the hardest thing is just having our personalities differ in that mm -hmm. way and then finding the happy medium of bringing out the best in each other. So him helping me calm down more and me maybe I mean, I don't want to paint it out like he's lazy or something. Yeah, he's, yeah. He has a really great work ethic and he's. But I think like when you talk to someone like especially like you most of the time like me. Anyone who works a normal level of hard, anyone who's like, I'm going to work from 8 to 6 p.m. today, that's more than full-time hours. Mm -hmm. That's You would say that's hard work. And then they'll go home and like do a little work maybe. Th this is an unhealthy amount of work. Mm -hmm. It's like the day, the second your eyes wake up in the morning, I'm reaching for my phone, mm -hmm. gasping for air, checking <laughs> emails, like, what did I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> Freaking out. And then until like my eyes close at night, mm -hmm. I'm doing stuff. No your brain doesn't need to be turned on all, all the time like that. Like it's literally not healthy. So like no. anyone who works normally hard yes. might be 
a very hard worker. But when I look at a person like that, I'm like, how can you do that? How can you just right. turn off? And they're like, dude. Right. No, it's, when else I work really hard. <laughs> it's so bad. That just made me think of when you said that sometimes, like last night, for example, mm-hmm. sometimes in my dreams, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm editing reels in my mm. dreams oh my or coming up with captions uh-huh. in my dreams oh no. and I'm like this has to stop at I some know. point I know. like I can't even sleep without working mm-hmm. I try to work in my sleep yeah any ideas mm-hmm. uh well okay so when you went to Europe recently I feel like you took a little bit of time off social media during like the days and stuff I was doing that recently as well or attempting to it feels so good I mean I was vlogging so I like I felt like I had something to do work-wise but like being on social media takes so much of just like not only like looking at it, but also like responding, like receiving and sending out like, you know, energy left and right. Whereas like vlogging was super easy, but it was nice to just like relax. And how how was that for you guys? It was honestly the best trip we've ever taken probably. Mm-hmm. And it was so good for us. It's exactly what we needed and more. And it was just there were so many good takeaways from it and Mm -hmm. we are trying to make our lives reflect those takeaways more, but it was just really bad timing coming back right before the holiday season because Mm -hmm. it's such a crazy time of year for everyone. So as much as we're trying to kind of find our balance in life more so because of what we learned from our leisure trip to Europe, um, it has been really hard (laughs) because as you know, in this industry, holiday is just November is next level. It's insane. November is going wild right now in early December. I did find out my management office is closed. They closed on the 17th and they were like, we want all content in for the, for the whole entire rest of the year or anything you have due early January in and approved by the 17th because you can post it throughout the next week. But like starting in January, we won't be back until that's so much extra work for you. I know. So I'm like, it'll, it'll suck so bad, but then I'm like, wait, what might be kind of nice though? Because that means I have to have everything in stockpiled. And if it, I don't, if I miss a deadline, that would be horrible, but also like I, there's nothing I can do about it. No. And now I could just sit around and enjoy my birthday and Christmas yes. and all those things. Yes. So that'll be really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Your face though, what I just said, I wish I could see your face. She literally <laughs> was like jaw on the floor, like <gasps> 17, <laughs> like freaking out. I, <laughs> I would be like, well, I hope you're available on text message. I know I need, I need this done. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm really, really ex- actually so excited for that. And my whole goal for the next year is to work so much less. And of course we all say like, we want to work less and make more, but the more money that I make doing things, the more I add on things to my list. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can invest more here then and like start a freaking company and start a podcast and do all these things. So I need to like literally relax if not for Same. myself, but only and for my relationship as well. Oh, yeah. They I deserve mean, it. The boy, you, they need to deserve. A you can't rob break. time from your mm-hmm. relationship to give to your career either. So if you don't have this time already sectioned out for your relationship mm-hmm. like you can't go borrow from it i yeah i would say because that's just that's not healthy you have to make time you have for to, everything even though it's difficult mm-hmm. even We're, though our job has no boundaries oh my gosh <laughs> none at all it is toxic <laughs> i know it's really toxic <laughs> people talk about it to me all the time and i'm like don't do it just no. literally don't start no. just do a normal job yeah be normal I for know. five seconds. We always want what we don't have, though, I right? Know. I look yeah. at people with normal jobs. I'm like, oh, something about that is just so classic, alluring. Mm-hmm. And they look at our job and they're like, oh, something about that is just so exactly. alluring. No, so. you're right. You're right. Okay. Well, also, that's a good way to transition about being more positive about things because 
I don't know. I think it was probably Josie because Josie and I, she's been on this podcast for those of you who have listened for a little while. Um, she's a mutual friend of Delaney and I's. We were talking about something somewhat recently because her and I both love murder podcasts. And oh, yeah. it's how I relax when I listen. <laughs> like I wake up in the morning if I'm stressed out, I turn on the murder podcast and I'm just like taking notes on how to not die basically. And I I don't know what about it is so calming. Also, the ones I listen to are so respectful of like anyone who's a victim. It's not always murder too. It's like a lot of like survival stories. But anyways, there's something about it that calms me. But then I wonder like why I think I'm going to die every day of my life and like why I think I'm literally going to get murdered every day <laughs> in my really nice, safe apartment. <laughs> I'm like so stressed. <laughs> um, and I was talking to Josie about this because she listened to, to some dark ones, like really dark, twisty ones. And she was like, you know, I talked to Delaney about this and Delaney said she doesn't listen to anything like that because it's negative. And she was like, I think it's really cool how she just like centers her life on positivity and not to an unrealistic standard, but just like realistic positivity. So I wanted to ask you, like, how do you implement that in your daily life? Like how, what's your mindset like in that? And what are the things that you do or avoid um, to make you like maintain your mindset? Right. So uh, that's a good point. I mean, I totally understand why people are interested in true crime and murder and things like that, because just the psychology of it is super interesting. Mm -hmm. But so I used to watch like Snapped in college yeah, and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I, I kind of started to feel like you're describing. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, well, is that person going to snap on me? And then I'd be like, am I going to snap <laughs> yeah. on that person? And I just realized that my um, thought patterns had changed mm -hmm. from the media that I was consuming. And I was like, just consciously aware that I didn't like that type of thought pattern going through my head. And I'm like, I don't want to think like that. Mm -hmm. And clearly the connection is that I started consuming this media that made me think like that. So if I don't want to think like that, I'll just cut that media out. And yeah. I never watched another murder thing again. Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought about it as like my media stream is fully up to me what I want to be in it. Mm -hmm. So you subscribe to whatever you want to. If you want to listen to things about conspiracy theories, if you want to listen to things about murder, if you want to listen to sad music, if you want to listen to angry music, it's mm -hmm. totally up to you. And it just made me realize you know, something that I'm really big on in life in general is empowerment. And I love feeling empowered and realizing that it's your choice what you consume is very empowering to me. Mm -hmm. So I just said, look, life is going to be hard anyways. Sad things are going to happen regardless. Hard things are going to happen. But this is my choice in this situation on what I actively consume. And I'm not choosing negative things. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like I never even honestly made that connection because I grew up in a household where my mom loved, like we used to watch that show I Survived when I was like in fifth grade where like one of the episodes I remember specifically was like, it's it's like how to survive, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's based off of fear, obviously, but they're real stories of like someone in a like gas station rest stop who like got her throat slit and she survived <gasps> oh my God. so she was saying like this is what happens this is what you do if that happens so it was always framed to me like okay now I need to know this information right and I thought about it when Josie told me that and I was like you know what that's actually so smart why haven't even I've never even thought to eliminate that from my life 
but then I keep getting nervous and I'm like, oh my God, but what if like I wake up and someone's above my bed and like, I didn't listen to that one story or that other girl like did all these other things. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't prepping for this right. moment in my head, but it also is something I'm trying to work on lately, even though I listened to a murder podcast on the way here. You're recovering. <laughs> I know. You're in the process. I literally got out in front of like your place and like, it's like a dark street and I was like, oh my God, someone is going to get me now. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder why I do that. Um, but I thought that was a really good way to put it. So on when, you, when you're talking about consuming the media that you like, like what media do you like to consume? Who do you like to follow? Like what kind of vibe do you like to see on not only social, but maybe podcasts as well? Yeah. So just in general with like music and TV or influencers or mm-hmm. literally everything and anything are kind of similar genres for me. So um, like podcasts and books and things that I like to consume like that are always self-improvement focused. Mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with self-improvement books since I was like 11. Well, yeah. Yeah. So um, I love reading stuff like that. It again makes me feel really empowered, but it also does that thing where when you consume it, you feel genuinely like lit up and yeah. alive and you're just like, oh my gosh, I just learned about the coolest thing mm-hmm. and I'm feeling like just full of life. Yeah. Um, so I'll do a lot of stuff like that, like um, podcasts. I love motivational ones. And mm-hmm. my favorite podcast is Don't Keep Your Day Job. Okay. I don't know if you've listened to that I've one. I've never listened to that. It's just about all different people from all different walks of life and their success in different ways. And it's just super inspiring. Interesting. Okay. And then for TV, honestly, the only TV I consume is like trash reality oh, TV, yeah, yeah, Bravo, yeah. just all day, every day, <laughs> which is, I, I say it's like a guilty pleasure, but I'm actually reading this book about Bravo and a girl mentioned that people always say a guilty pleasure. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't like that because guys watch 10 hours of sports every week and they don't call football their guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So why is one hours of Housewives like consumed as guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure yeah. yeah so i'm like that's how you're framing it in my, your mind yeah, yeah. I'm like it's not my guilty pleasure it's also more interesting and also half the time your boyfriend or husband is watching it with you oh yeah saying they're not watching it yeah they're watching it yeah there's a million tiktoks of that have you seen that trend no. on tiktok it's like what my husband does while he's swearing he's not watching housewives and he's like in the corner like not sitting on the couch but like his toe oh, was on the couch gosh. and he, like, oh, someone's like, God. you can just sit down if you want. And he's like, I'm not watching it. I'm oh not. My God, I and love then he's that. like yelling at the TV. <laughs> I love that. I need to do that. On I need again. to watch more trash TV because right now I just listen to podcasts and then I think just, you're going to get murdered. I, and then I just like watch YouTube videos, but I yeah. don't want, I don't like visually watch anything, but what I like about trash TV is you can have it on Oh yeah. and kind of, it's like the Kardashian vibe where you can just mm-hmm. like tune in. Mm-hmm. tune back out whenever you want. Yeah. And it's just what I say about reality TV is it's, like fluffy. Yeah. And that's what I need when mm-hmm. I need to decompress. I just need something fluffy. Yes. That doesn't take a lot of effort to like a lot of mental effort. No. You know what I mean? It's relaxing. And it's a, it's a little bit dramatic, which kind of takes you away. You yeah. Know, which I love too. And it's still, it's still aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like it's interesting to look at. Yeah. So it takes What's all your the boxes favorite show? Honestly, probably just housewives. Okay. Like What's your I've, favorite housewives? New York. Okay. So that's yeah. the one I should watch. Yeah. I mean, I think you would love New York because it's mostly older 
women and mm -hmm. a lot of them are single. I mean, if you start from the beginning, there's a lot of, you know, things that happen, <laughs> but um, most of them are single, successful, older women mm -hmm. living their best life in New York, which again, it comes back to empowerment. I think yeah. I just think that's so like literally so sex cool. in the city. Yeah. And it, they're, they're yeah. housewives, but they're not, they yeah. don't even have, most of them don't have husbands and they have their own businesses and mm -hmm. own careers. And I'm just and we love them. them. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. Okay. So, in terms of influencers, what kind of influencers do you like to follow? And, like, who are your favorite people to follow right now? I feel like, oddly, being in the space as an influencer kind of taints the user experience. And it's mm -hmm. hard for me to consume content that I probably would like to consume without having it translate in my brain as being at work while I'm doing it. Yeah, I understand. So I think maybe this does count as a guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Let me know what you think. So um, I, what I really like to follow lately, I would say for influencers is cooking influencers. I was about to say that's my favorite too. That's my favorite on TikTok as well. Yes. I could go down a TikTok feed of someone. I just saw someone the other day doing the, the KFC bowls. There's like a famous KFC bowl. Uh -huh. And I found her page that way. And then I went through and sent, I had to have sent, sent 45 TikToks to oh. Joe being like, we're doing this, this one and we're doing, <laughs> this is on the menu. I bought us a binder mm -hmm. to physically have recipes with a little like clear little, whatever our, those yeah. things are. So we can print them out and like put them in and like I have a that. little binder. So I'm, I feel you on yeah. the cooking. It's mesmerizing and it's useful. It's so therapeutic mm -hmm. and based on their editing styles and stuff, I love when they have the actual noises of the cooking. Yes. And I don't know, I just, it, it does definitely feel like an escape for me. It's light still, mm -hmm. it doesn't feel heavy or artificial or it never makes me feel bad about myself. Cause I think also in kind of the beauty, fashion, lifestyle space that we're in, it can be, whether you're an influencer or not, it can feel, heavy and like you're comparing yourself to other people and sometimes it just doesn't make you feel good inside to consume that kind of stuff yeah. but cooking videos I'm like you could always feel always light as do. a feather yeah I know same <laughs> I feel like there's a couple things that are like that cleaning I feel the same way with anything like to do and like hack kind of yeah. stuff is my favorite I've been trying to follow a lot of different kinds of people lately which has been really nice but I will say like even the people that are not the beauty, fashion, whatever, it's the people who are more real and more realistic and talk about real things are still like talking about more heavy topics sometimes. And I'm just like, I am exhausted after yeah. a long day of this, like political things, mental health things, like they're really important. But I've found myself lately, like literally muting, like mostly everyone, honestly, and especially like um, the standard influencer and more political minded things. Cause mm -hmm. at first I was trying to be like really tapped in and now I'm like, okay, hey, I want to tap out just like a little bit cause right. it's, it's too much. Right. I think that's totally healthy and normal. And I think the space in general, like we were saying has no boundaries and it mm -hmm. really is up to you to set them. So I applaud you for that. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it, to set your own boundaries online. I think also on not unfollowing cause I feel like also in our industry, we can't like, there's people who honestly, I don't want to follow anymore. And once I move, I'll be like, I really don't want to follow this person anymore. But like the mute button now mm -hmm. has been my dream come true because I don't have to hurt anyone's feelings. Right. <laughs> but I can get anyone off of my standard, you know, viewership um, as much as possible. So I highly recommend muting people, even if it's like they're not even doing anything to you. Right. 
That just makes you feel negative. Sometimes, sometimes you just aren't vibing with people and mm-hmm. it's nothing personal. It's just like, I, you got to take you out of my space right now. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> and then I'll put you back. I will say I have not figured out how to unmute stories. So that's something I need to work on. So you're like, I want you back. Like, I want I you back. Like, I feel like I'll go to like their profile and be like, how do, how does it happen? And then I'm like, oh shit. One time I was doing that and I accidentally unfollowed someone <gasps> accidentally and had to refollow them. And I was just like, <gasps> but I think that might have unmuted them. So. Oh yeah, it probably does. Anyways. Okay. Well, <laughs> so you, you're actively involved in like kind of trying to either not consume or kind of block yourself from anything negative that you, that you feel affects you wrong on social media. What about in like day to day life? Like what do you, what are your tips for staying positive? Just like in work and in love and things like that. Um, I would say that just having the interest in self-improvement books has been super shaping for who I am as a person since I've been reading books like that since Mm -hmm. I was 11 and I still read them to this day I'm constantly consuming things and especially when I'm reading things I feel where it gets stored in my makeup as a human is way more prominent than other kind of media that I consume Mm -hmm. I guess so reading stuff like that all the time I think I've just wired my brain a certain way and I have all these different like tricks in my tool bag so to speak of how I want to be able to think Mm -hmm. so um just like redirecting your thoughts when you have negative thoughts is huge for me and just realizing you know I don't I don't want to feel bad. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be mad at this person or I don't want to be mad at this situation or whatever. So I'm going to redirect my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And think about something positive instead. And I'm going to be grateful for something or, Mm -hmm. you know, you just, you have every moment in the day to just flip the script whenever you want and say, we're changing directions. I'm not letting this go down the drain as a bad day. I'm going to, you know, turn it around and we're going to have a better day. I think one thing for me that I've realized as a person who is mostly, I would call myself realistic. Most people might say pessimistic. I just like to be armed with information for anything that could possibly go wrong. And I like to think things through and how they could go wrong so I could, you know, be on the lookout for Mm -hmm. it. But one thing that's really helped me with positivity as a person like that has been allowing myself grace in moments like that. So instead of, you know, trying to redirect negative thoughts and being so hard on myself, being, being more like treating myself like, a child, like kind of like feeding to my inner child being like, okay, you're going this way. We need to redirect, like as if I was helping someone else with it. And that's mm-hmm. been really helpful in my journey to try to become more positive right. for sure. But I feel like that's just like the start of the journey is like yeah. giving yourself the grace to like be negative sometimes and just re- redirect. Right. No, that's so true. You kind of just have to realize you start somewhere. And if you want to mm-hmm. get better, you have to be open and honest about where you actually are and okay yeah. with becoming better means you have to recognize that you maybe did something that wasn't the best. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We are nearing the end of the interview. I, we have so many things we could talk about and I feel like what, because I'm moving, I'm going to come back like to LA. And I, what, what happened to me at the beginning of the podcast was I would have Claudia on Josie on my roommate on. Yeah. And then we would talk for literally two hours about everything I wanted to talk about. And now I'm like, I want to have them back Let's on, but like, so. what do we even talk about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those are my top two questions. Those are questions that you guys had for Zelaney, but they were also things that I was very interested in, just, like, thinking about my own life and, like, having followed you for a while now, because we followed each other for a long time, mm-hmm. I feel like. Those are the two things I definitely wanted to 
talk about and things that I think would help me in my life. So I appreciate that. Please tell everyone where they can follow you. I'm going to put it all in the show notes too, but let them know across social media where they can find you. Okay. So I am on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I think that's everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think my Pinterest name too. It's all at Delaney Childs. So I think that should get you where you need to be. Everything you need. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And there's our episode. Like I said, I didn't want to like ask her way too many questions because I feel like I like to kind of delve into one or two questions. The more that I go and move forward with the podcasting thing. I'm obviously learning so much and learning from my mistakes, also learning what I like to listen to. And I kind of just like more of a conversation rather than just like rattling off questions. Uh, I'll save those for Q and a episodes, but I'm definitely happy to come back to LA to do more interviews with just my favorite people here. And I think it'll be really fun to make a huge trip of it. So we will definitely be doing a part two if Delaney is down for it. So think of your questions for her. Definitely go follow her across all platforms if you guys do not already. Like I said before, she just has the best stories and I just love her content. She's constantly influencing me to do things and buy things and just be a certain way. So uh, definitely love that. Make sure you guys are following me at Peyton Sartin on Instagram. If you are new here from TikTok or if you're one of Delaney's many followers, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram as well as TikTok. You can find Note to Self on both Instagram and TikTok as well. Everything will be linked in the show notes. I always also link like my Amazon shop, my current Revolve favorites, things like that, um, just because I like to have kind of a catch-all for like everything (laughs) that I do, all my content and everything that I like all in one place. And most of the questions I get on Instagram involve products that are linked in my Amazon shop just to make life easier and all that stuff. So that will be there for you guys to browse. Otherwise, please, please, please take the time to rate and review on Apple podcast. If you guys haven't already, I really appreciate you doing that. That really helps my podcast. And I am looking, you know, in the next couple of episodes in the next couple of months to make my podcast actually part of my job. As many of you know, as I've talked about, I have yet to take any sponsors or do anything like work-wise for the podcast because I'm just having fun figuring it out and doing it as kind of like a side thing right now. And I wanted to take my time to build something meaningful to me before I allowed any sponsors to come be a part of it, just business-wise and just, you know, make sure that I'm protecting my listeners and making sure that I'm having the exact right partners for this podcast that I want. And um, it's been a really big learning experience since I started the podcast. And I'm so happy you guys are listening. And I really appreciate any rating and review. And that really helps me in the future for, you know, future partnerships and all that stuff. It's been really nice to get to be picky. And it will be really nice to get to be picky of this platform, because it's definitely probably at this point, my favorite platform that I've built out. And I'm definitely very protective of it. I'm protective of y'all. I want to make sure that I'm doing right by everyone involved. And um, yeah, those rating interviews really help to ensure that I can do that. So that's it for this week. And I hope you'll have the best week ever and the best weekend. Everyone be safe. I will be in Cabo living my best life at a wedding for one of Joe's friends. So definitely come follow along on Instagram for that. Otherwise, I will see you guys next week.